For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Oh, we got a midweek show coming your way here on Birds 365 with your Mac and Mac guys. I'm Jody McDonald. That's my partner, John McMullen, as we continue to build toward the opening of camp, which is a long way off. Jay Mac, you and I were talking about this before the show. You, you think the days are dwindling. I oh, think man. they're actually dragging. No. I need camp to get here as soon as possible. You're still okay with, yeah, if they're not showing up, I'm all right with that. I need to de- decompress kind of time. That's because you do this day in and day out. I have to pay attention to all those other sports while I'm at it. Uh, so, no, the camp can't get here soon enough as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I need another six months or so, By the way, Nick Sirianni probably needs about six months as well, if you ask him to prepare. But, uh, yeah. I, I mean, the grind, I always talk about the grind for the players. I, I, it's it's incomparable, um, and, and people don't realize what they go through when they're fighting for all time in the offseason. That's one of the reasons they do it. J.C. Treader was talking about it in Cleveland uh, yesterday when he showed up uh, that for minicamp. The, the, he's the president of the NFLPA. That's why it's a big deal for him. It's a grind. It's a grind to cover the sport, never mind uh, 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 participate in it, because it never stops. It never stops. That's why we're here. Yes, it hasn't stopped this week in a couple of different spots. Oh, it stopped here in Philadelphia. And you and I have kind of touched on that. I may want to expand on that at some point today. But uh, there is actual downtime, and the players will get it starting next week. And we'll have to come up with four weeks of topics and shows that uh, aren't and he's just going to preview like, mode jody it's easy it's easy man. okay if you say so here's one topic that i thought we could have some fun with today because we've got two good guests uh, joining us our buddy nick fierro from the allentown morning call who has guaranteed us he won't be heading off to go golfing when we punched nick up earlier this uh that, that's summer. an empty guarantee i wouldn't be surprised if if we have a backdrop with him on on hole number seven at Valley okay. Brook. I wouldn't be surprised. All right. We shall say, uh, the last time we had Nick on, he was good enough to come out with us. He said, I got a late invite to a tournament, so I'm in my car <laughs> on my way to the first tee. And then his phone zots down on us. So we're, we're hoping that Nick has been in front of his computer and uh, we can get through a segment with him today uh, without any technical issues, which uh, we are certainly rooting for because Nick is always good whenever he comes on. So we'll talk all birds with him coming up, shoot, less than 20 minutes from now. Uh, then a little later, we're going to have uh, Barry Tramelon, who I had on my national show a while back. I'm trying to remember the exact reason we had him on. I'm not even sure. It might have been because oh, when uh, after Doug Peterson got fired, uh, my number one candidate for the Eagles to hire in replacement of Doug Peterson was Lincoln Riley, the outstanding quarterback guru and head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners. And a guy who's got at least reportedly a pretty damn good relationship 
with Howie Roseman, the general manager of the Eagles. And I just thought it was a natural fit. If the Eagles were going to go big in replacing a Super Bowl winning coach, I thought you couldn't do better than Lincoln Riley. And apparently Howie had a conversation with him, but it was more. First conversation. First call. First call was first the call Lincoln Riley. Was like we that. actually broke that at Sports Illustrated. It was then confirmed by uh, Philadelphia Inquirer and places like that. Confirmed all over. First call Howie Roseman made was to Lincoln Riley. That is the guy. If he would have said yes, Jody, you're right. He'd be the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Thing with Lincoln Riley, and we'll be able to get better intel on that from, from Barry, he, he can pick and choose. He's one of those guys. He knows he's going to get another opportunity down the line. Some people say if you get a if you get one of 32 NFL head coaching jobs, you got to take it. Th- this guy can pick and choose a situation, and this situation wasn't looking very good when Howie Roseman made that phone call. Remember, they just backtracked on Doug Peterson. Remember, Lincoln Riley's a coach. You're you're looking at an organization that fired a Super Bowl winner uh, inside of three years. Carson Wentz was still here, angry as all you know what. <laughs> it was not a good situation. So my assumption was Lincoln said, hey, I love you, Howie, but I'm not coming into that mess, essentially. He probably put it more politically, but that's what went down. Right, and I just thought he was a natural fit with the Eagles, but uh, if he is not ready to take the job, he's not ready to take the job. But don't discount at some point, and this will sound like I'm looking to push Nick Sirianni out the door, and I'm not, and I hope Nick Sirianni has a great run here with the Eagles and is here more than the pushing. You're pushing, Jody. I, I am not doing that. Uh, if he lasts, say, an entire decade, longer than Birds 365, that this show is long since gone and a memory while Nick Sirianni is coaching. Well, he's got no he's shot at that. that. That's that's too big of well, you, you, you could say he can be a Hall of Fame coach, but he's not going to outlast Birds 365. Come on, Joe. Uh, if you say so. Um, but th- that's the reason that I had uh, Barry Tremel on, and I had uh, never spoken to him before. But uh, in consulting with some of my guys from CBS, who's the best guy to get on if you want to talk Oklahoma uh, sooner football? And everyone said, oh, well, you got to get Barry Tremont. He's been covering forever. Uh, he is the guy who carries the word in uh, Oklahoma. So we did. We got him on. And he was a good guest spot. And I thought it would be a good time to get him on here. Not so much to revisit. I do want to ask him what he heard about how close the Eagles were to uh, potentially bringing uh, Lincoln Riley to Philadelphia, but also to talk about the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, that would be Jalen Hurts, who of course had his best year in college football. Sorry, Alabama fans. Sorry, Xander. Uh, his best year as a head, as a uh, quarterback in the college football game was his year that he spent in Oklahoma, and that's what the Eagles saw, and that's why the Eagles used a second-round draft pick on him, and that's why the Eagles, in part, are going to hand him the starting quarterback position here with the Eagles this upcoming season, even if Nick, decade-long coach in Philadelphia, Sirianni, won't come out and actually call him the starting quarterback. We all agree that he is going to start game number one if he is physically capable and healthy. And I am one of the more optimistic guys when it comes to what Jalen Hurts can do this year. And I was thinking about this last night as I was watching some uh, Nets basketball after uh, you truly uh, finished up a show on WIP last night leading into the Phillies, I wanted to comp in my mind 
Jalen Hurts with the other starting quarterbacks in the National Football League. And I want to do so through this prism, and I will do so with your help, Mr. McMullen. If all the quarterbacks in the NFL were no longer the possession of the teams that they play with right now, that if they became available and any team could select any quarterback under their current uh, contract status, their age stays the same, their contract status stays the same, you get them for as long as either their contract says or you think you can keep them with a contract incentive in place. It's not just a all quarterbacks are equal. It's quarterbacks in the contractual situations that they're in. If the Eagles could take someone other than Jalen Hurts, if you compared the quarterbacks around the league, the 31 other starters other than Jalen Hurts, how many guys would the Eagles say, well, no, sorry, Jalen, we'll take this guy instead. If they all were available and had the chance to comp them all to Jalen Hurts, how many quarterbacks would you take over Jalen Hurts? You might be surprised how many I'm going to take Jalen Hurts over. First things first, Johnny Mack, we'll do this quickly. In the division, are you taking Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott? Um, now, under your definition, or we're, we're going long-term, we're not going... Long term, they're as long as their contract says they are. You're you're getting Dak Prescott right now, but his contract, bloated and big, is yeah. I'm, I'm still taking. I'm I'm still taking Dak, but I'm taking nobody else in the division besides. Right, Jalen you're Hurt. taking you're taking Jalen Hurts over Daniel Jones. Yeah, yeah. as am I. So you're taking uh, Jalen Hurts over Ryan Fitzmagic, Fitztragic. Yeah. Fitzpatrick. Would I take him over Nick Mullins? Are we counting Nick Mullins? You're just <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. You're pulling my leg. <laughs> You're starting off by pulling my leg. Right, thank you very much. Uh, all right. Uh, we move to the uh, north. Uh, that Rogers guy, he's, he's a complicated fella. Are you going to take him or Jalen? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the complicated fella. I'm yeah. taking the Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, I... Look, you can talk about age, you can talk about his personality, but I mean, that that guy's a home run. That guy's an MVP. That guy's on a different level. So with all due respect, and you're putting me in a bad position with loyal listener Pamela Hurst because she's going to hate me, but well, no, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. Age, age be damned, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. She's going to hate me too because I'm taking the complicated fella as well. Um, Bears? You think I think you know I'm where I'm Justin going? Fields, yeah, yeah. So, so so am I. Vikings. No, I'm taking Hurts, uh, but over I might Kirk take, Cousins. You know what? I might not take him over Kellen Mond. That's the that's that's the bigger conversation. Who's the backup quarterback? Now, uh, to me, they're the same level. To me, they're developmental guys, young quarterbacks with a lot of traits, a lot of leadership skills. I would rate them dead even, but because of the age, because of the contract, Kirk Cousins a better quarterback. But I would take Jalen Hurts over Kirk Cousins. So if that's the question, long term, well, if you want to take, we took uh, Justin Fields. Uh, he might not start week number one, so you can take any quarterback. You need to establish who's the quarterback you would take Boy, you on that what? team. Who it's you a would draw. Rank one. It's a draw with Kellen Mond because yeah, I like no, him a lot. We've it's actually seen Jalen Hurts perform in the National Football League, so I'm going to take him. All right, how about uh, Jared Goff? 
or Jalen Hurts? I don't even like Jared Goff a little bit. So you're uh, taking so, Jalen? Yeah, I'm taking. All right, so you and I in the first seven teams we've gone to are exactly the same except for the fact that you got Kellen Mond. But, as but a and, you know, in the second segment, can we go through everybody who would take in 2022? So after we get Nick on, I want to go through that because that's a whole different conversation. Who would I, I take now? Who would I take now? Like for for right now, just to use the NFC North as an example. Look, I think Kirk Cousins is a much better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. Oh, I'm you're talking Jalen. about just for one year. Yes. Lock it in 2020 yes. and 2021. Because I think people matter. are going to misunderstand this. Like, there's no way I'm going to tell you that Jalen Hurts has got a chance to be better than Kirk Cousins in 2022. Uh, 2021, excuse me. Don't even know what year we're in. Uh, Jared Goff? Nah, I'd rather have Jared Goff for this season. But long-term with that contract? No. Right. It's a different no, and, that, and, and that's a vacuum that at least I'm choosing for today not to go through. Because in, in the real world, you are taking him with an entire contract in place. You're looking at Jalen Hurts with his contract being what it is as a second-round pick, inexpensive. You can do other things underneath the salary cap. That's the reality that we're dealing with. So I think it's a reality we should look uh, at this through. All right, I'm just uh, trying to corral the knuckleheads who are going to say, oh, McMullen said Hurts is better than Kirk Cousins. No, you didn't, and uh, I will continue to acknowledge that's the fact. The only one that you've made a mistake with so far is Kellen Mond. Because <laughs> a, I called him dead even. Yeah, yeah, that's a mistake. Um, all right, how about uh, the Saints? You can pick or choose whichever quarterback you want. Uh, is either one of them a choice over? I don't want. Uh, I don't Taylor want any Hurts. of them. Can I get Sean Payton though to coach Jalen Hurts? You absolutely that? can. Yes. Well, that's not very nice to Nick Sirianni, your guy, the birthday boy. You're bouncing a birthday boy for Sean Payton on on his birthday yeah. week. One guy's a borderline Hall of Fame coach. One guy just started shaving yesterday. You you got a point there. Okay, uh, but you're uh, make a call here. Are you taking no, either I'm, the yeah, Saints taking, quarterback? I, or? I hate the Saints quarterback situation. I hate it. Are you going with Jalen Hurts? Yeah. Good job. All right, uh, that Brady guy down in. Now, this is where the contract and age come into play. I can't even. Can you say that? You take Jalen Hurts over the greatest of all time. No, I, I can't. I, I can't bring myself I to can't. do that. I can't. Nor, nor I can't, can I. but I am going to take him over Matt Ryan, who's a very good quarterback. As am case. I. And uh, one guy you've left out is Sam Darnold. Now, that's a tricky one for me. Yeah, I'm 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 taking Sam Darnold because of the upside. Yeah, um, I, and he's I, away from Adam Gase. I got to give him a chance away from Adam Gase. He's just got more talent. We talked to Bob Clauber yesterday. Look, does he have the talent? Prove it to me. And he's talking about Jalen Hurts, not Sam. If you're a top five pick, you're a top five pick for a reason, from a skill set standpoint. Mm, then, uh, here we go again uh, Brady was a sixth round pick quarterbacks are taken that develop later it doesn't have to be determined by where you were drafted in the draft uh, I'm going to take Jalen Hurts over Sam Darnold I'm, wow I'm going to take I, those I, stretch stripes away from you how I quickly may, you deviate from uh, yeah, Broadway just, Sam you, you know you know as soon as you're out of the laundry yeah. then you're just not part of the family anymore so Sorry, Sam. Don't know if you're going to be able to do anything down in Carolina. 
All right. Uh, how about over in the West? Here's one where I'm going to call it a tie. You pushed on uh, Kellen Mond and Jalen Hurts. I, I'm uh, with the 49ers. I'm going to take Jalen Hurts over Jimmy Garoppolo. But do you take them over there? Third pick in the draft. No, see, I'm not. That's exactly what I was talking about. But this is a better, same thing with Justin Fields. There's no way. I mean, I want Trey Lance. There's, I don't want Jimmy Garoppolo. I agree with you. Um, I'd I'd rather have (laughs) Nick Mullins than Jimmy Garoppolo, perhaps. I don't like him even a little bit. But Trey Lance, yeah, different, different level. You know, I go back to Jan- Daniel Jeremiah. I asked him that very question uh, because there was so much concern about Trey Lance not playing that much at North Dakota State. He said it wasn't close. I gotta, I gotta trust my guys when it comes to evaluation. So I gotta go Trey Lance. All right, I'm uh, turning my nose up at both you and uh, Mr. NFL Network himself. I'm going to stick with Jalen Hurts. I never loved Trey Lance, and I haven't seen enough of Trey Lance. And everyone is projecting with Trey Lance. Well, because that's what it's about, Jody. It's about projection. I'm not ready to project that. I have my level of what I need to see. And performing at a subdivision level prior to playing against NFL talent, I don't have enough information to work on. I saw Justin Fields play against top college football talent week in and week out the last uh, two years. I haven't seen none of that with Trey Lance. I've seen Jalen Hurts play against the National Football League club. I saw him play in Alabama, then I saw him play at Oklahoma, and I've seen him play in NFL games as the Eagles starting quarterback. I've got more of a look, uh, a, a, a comprehension of what I think Jalen Hurts can be as an NFL quarterback over a guy like Trey Lance. I'm going to take him, take him over Trey Lance. Uh, I'm not going to take him over uh, Mr. Murray in Arizona, are you? No. No, not even. All right. And here's one where we may disagree again. We've disagreed on a couple uh, now. And this is one that uh, some people will say I'm probably just a stone cold Eagle Homer. I'm going to take them over the Rams' new starting quarterback. No. No. Yeah. I'm going to call you Homer. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, I've always liked Matthew Stafford. I think he's been in a bad situation. I think he's a really good quarterback. And we'll see. He'll have to prove it this year. He's got. Mr. Offense, he's got everything. Everybody loves Sean McVay. So maybe I'll have a, a, a different view of it. But, I mean, man, that guy's talented as far as arm talent. I can't I can't go there yet. I, I, I'm going to go there uh, just because I've never liked Matthew Stafford. I think he's been overrated since the day he was the number one overall pick in the draft. I know he's been in Detroit. I know he hasn't had great coaching. I know he's only had okay talent around him. He now supposedly is on a better team with a better coach, offensive genius, more talent. Uh, He may make a liar out of me. He may play to a Pro Bowl level this year, and if that's the case, I'll come on and I'll apologize to Matthew Stafford, and I'll also have to say, Jalen, what are you doing to me, buddy? I took your back against (laughs) Matthew Stafford, and you couldn't even get into his neighborhood. If that happens this year, I'll do that. But today, I'm taking Jalen over Matthew Stafford, despite the fact that everyone is buying the same long, along the same line that you are, John. You are not alone here. I am in the minority. I wrote, I absolutely admit I'm the minority here. People are making the Rams the favorite to get to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. Yeah, I, I don't I, know if they're the favorite, but I, I do think they're going to be a really good team, and I think they're going to be 
a little bit different with Matthew Stafford than Jared Goff. He can just do more things. He's more. But then again, is Sean McVay going to let him do those things? Because Sean McVay is a very micro managing head coach. So it might not work out from that standpoint. Here's, we'll see. Guy's got tremendous talent, though. Tremendous here's, here's, talent. Here's my prediction that uh, come February, that uh, you and I will coach in the same number of playoff games that Sean McVay does. I don't think the Rams are even going to make the playoffs. Do me a favor. Tell every NFL team that because they all love Sean McVay. They all want the next Sean McVay. Well, they can want them all they want, but Sean McVay is going to the second contestant. I got an interview once to be a head coach because I had coffee once with Sean McVay. I put that on my resume and NFL teams wanted me. No, Uh, that's a joke. joke. How did he he take his coffee? (laughs) Light light with sugar? Honestly, I think he's too young to drink coffee, probably. He might might well be. Uh, But you just told us this week, you informed us that on your 40th birthday, that's when all the wisdom comes in. How many years do we have to go before Sean McVay gets to 40? Well, he got hired at 32, so how long has he been there? Uh, I don't know. He's got to be 36, 37. All right. What so, is yeah. So, we got another three 35. years. 35. He's 35. He's 35 years old, so we got another five years before he even gets the wisdom, uh, and he will look like a wet-behind-the-ears kid this year when the overrated Rams do not make the playoffs led by Matthew. I don't really think he's as good as everybody says he is, Stafford. Uh, so, yes, I'll take uh, Mr. Hurts. All right. Uh, we only got through the NFC. And and I had a bunch of teams that I would take Jalen Hurts over. Quarterbacks in the AFC that I would take Jalen so Hurts over. We got to explain this to Nick before he thinks we're crazy, by the way. Okay. Well, well I'll do a good job and I'll explain it to him. But uh, I got bad news for any Hurts fans who are watching. The result's not as good in the AFC. I actually think the AFC's a, a superior league right now with quarterbacks. I had a bunch that I took Jalen over in the NFC, not nearly as many in the AFC. But we'll get we'll get to that in a bit. All right, we got to take our first time out because Nick Fierro, our buddy from the Allentown Morning Call, is going to hop aboard with us next here on Birds 365. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say... But as I always say... It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest... Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. 
The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. This is Birds 365 here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. John McMullen and Jody McDonald with you. And uh, each and every single day, we ask someone who's probably brighter than both of us to join us and just raise the show's IQ a little bit. We've achieved our goal already today because hopping on with us from the Allentown morning call is Nick Fierro. And he's not on his way to the first tee. That's a good thing. How are you, Nick? I'm doing great. Yeah, uh, not driving up in, uh, you know, one band signal, uh, low signal central Pennsylvania. So, I won't be fading in and out on this one. That that might be the actually a bad thing, but uh, <laughs> I don't know about well, the IQ either. The bad thing was probably that burst segment. I don't know if you heard Jody and I were discussing what quarterbacks would you take in the NFC under their current contract, long term, not for 2021, not just for 2021, but moving forward. And Jalen Hurts might be a little bit higher on that list than most people think. You heard some of those names, Matt Ryan. We were talking about Matthew Stafford. Are we thinking too much of Jalen Hurts to be in the name, even with aging quarterbacks that cost a lot of money like Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford, et cetera? I'm not even going Tom Brady. I can't go there. 150, I can't go there. Yeah, no, I know. I why well, I, I personally like uh, Hurts. Um, you know, it's funny with, with Hurts, you guys probably already talked about this, that most quarterbacks come into the league, you, you know, you, you don't you have a pretty good beat on what, whether they can play or not. It's just that you don't know if they have the intangibles. Um, with Hurts, it's the other way around. He's, you know, yeah, he's got exactly. all the intangibles. You're just not sure about whether he can play yet. And so I guess a lot of people are rooting for him, including me. Um, I think he can play. I do think he's going to be able to play. But it remains to be seen. You know, he's, he's coming into a, a system here. That uh, that's going to be new with a new head coach, a new offensive coordinator. These guys are, you know, forty years old. And uh, what's Shane Steichen? Thirty-eight. 
39. I mean, it's uh, yeah, they don't have a lot of experience, but um, you know, they got a lot of energy. The players seem to be buying in, and uh, I, you know, where he rates in the NFC or you know, in the NFL, I, I don't know. I mean, um, you know, this year, if the Eagles are trying to win a, a, a title this year, you know, there's probably a lot of quarterbacks out there that that they would rather have, but to, to build around, um, you know, uh, I, I like the idea that they're, they're going with Jalen Hurts. But, yeah, I mean, you know, if they if they thought they could win it this year, maybe they should make a run at Aaron Rodgers or, uh, you know, anybody, Russell Wilson, whatever. I mean, Russell Wilson is, what, 34 years old? Aaron Rodgers is 64 years old, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, some some of these things might not make sense, but I do I do like Jalen Hurts, and I hope they give him um, – uh, a good enough opportunity here to, to prove himself one way or another. I don't even know that one full season would be that. Well, good or that bad. Might, that might be all he gets. Uh, let me uh, give you two specific guys that John and I just went through. Um, <laughs> not the older guys who've already accomplished and uh, money is a factor. Well, one of these two guys, money is actually a factor because he's running out of his rookie deal. Uh, comp these two guys, guys you would rather have going forward for the next several years. Sam Darnold or Jalen Hurts and or Kellen Mond, the rookie for the Minnesota Vikings, uh, and or Jalen Hurts. Which of the, give me those two Hurts matchups. Who would you take, Darnold over Hurts or Mond over Hurts? Uh, I wouldn't take either one. I'll take Hurts over both of those. Smart right, man. Right, right. That's why I said we raised the IQ level of this show <laughs> by bringing Nick Fierro. Yeah. Thank you very well, much. You know, Sam Darnold was once a top five pick, uh, so I'll throw the context out there. He's getting away from Adam Gase. Look, that's a positive. Anybody can get away from Adam Gase. So I think when we talk about Nick, I think you hit the nail on the head, and it's very unique in the NFL. We're always arguing about young quarterbacks. Like, we know, we know Trevor Lawrence has the talent to succeed. What we don't know is it does he have the other stuff. And Jalen Hurts – as you pointed out, it's almost the exact opposite. We know the work ethic is there. We know the intangibles are there. We know he handles everything. We know he's a natural leader. Everybody gravitates towards him. But we don't know if he has that top five uh, sort of skill level that Sam Darnold has. This whole league evaluated him. It wasn't like he was going to fall to 50 if the Jets didn't take him. Everybody had him as a top 10 pick. So that's my concern. With Kellen Mond, I think they're the same player. I think a lot of people thought Mond might even go late first round. He ended up going third round. A lot of people thought Jalen Hurts would be a third round pick. Ended up going in the second round. I think they're almost exactly the same type of prospect, except one's got a higher uh, skill level from a physical, from a measurables, from a trait standpoint. So that's what makes it a little bit more difficult for me to add the context to it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, and we saw it, you know, we saw it happen with the Eagles. We saw it happen with uh, with, with their quarterback last year. I, 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 don't, I don't know what direction Carson Wentz is going to go, but, you know, he's, he's probably in the best spot he can be in. But, man, he didn't handle things well last year. Yeah. I, I don't expect um, Jalen Hurts to ever be in that situation. Um, so uh, where he's, you know, demanding a trade, looking to get out, um, you know, uh, being petulant, uh, changing plays and 
I, I don't, I don't see that part of it, but um, yeah. That, and that's, so that's why I think a, a lot of people root for it. And, and I think that's why the players kind of gravitate toward them. Right. And here's what, one of the things that John and I disagree on that uh, just because of where you were drafted, it holds that much ground because it really doesn't because John and I both picked um, Jalen Hurts over J uh, Jared Goff, who was picked number one. And if the Rams hadn't taken him, it wasn't like he was falling down to number 50. No, he was going to go somewhere in the first. Got to go number three, two. I <laughs> right. Number two to the Philadelphia Eagles. And guess what? We both took Jalen Hurts today. So where you were selected in the draft has relevance on the day you're selected. And then it is determined by how you play thereafter. And yes, John's got a good point in that. I don't know that uh, Sam Darnold had the best coaching or was on the best team with the Jets. But that's what you got to base it on, what he's done so far in the league. Here's what I know as a Jet fan. Sam Donald didn't do diddly since he got into a Jet uniform. If you want to say it was everybody else's fault but Sam Donald, you may be proven right. We'll see what he does in Carolina. But I'll tell you this, he didn't, didn't do anything. He didn't merit being the second, third pick in a draft. He played like a guy who should have been drafted in the eighth round in the NFL draft, which, of course, they don't have. So uh, we'll see how Sam Donald does in Carolina this year. Yeah, I think, too, with the NFL, and not just with Darnold, but with everybody, you know, the league has just become such an impatient uh, league when it comes yeah. to quarterbacks. You know, guys can't develop. Um, uh, I once had a, a long conversation with Kurt Warner about this. You know, he, he never – like today, he would never get a shot. Uh, he would have been typecast, and, and that would have been it. I guess it, 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 even back then it took, you know, like an, an act of God for him to get a chance with yep. two injuries ahead of him. But, you know, he wasn't ready to go. Had he been thrust into that same role two years earlier, he probably would have failed. Um, and then he would have been typecast as this guy who, you know, was just a backup the whole rest of his career. Lots of times it, it comes down to are you in the right place at the right time and uh, do you have the right coaching? And a lot of these guys might not be ready to go their first, second, or even third years, but later in their careers, they, they find something. And, uh, you know, maybe Darnold is one of those guys. And I think there are probably a lot of guys like that, you know, in the league. But um, once, once you get typecast and, and once you get, you know, sat down and teams don't want to, you know, they have a new coach, you know, they, they don't stay patient with a coach very, very much. So the coach is going to go for a more experienced guy. And, um, you know, he's not going to hang his hat on, on somebody who's, who's unproven uh, for very long. And uh, that's unfortunately what you have in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, I, who knows? Sam Darnold might turn out to be a great quarterback. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, better than Jalen Hurts, better than him. But then again, I like Jalen Hurts too. I mean, uh, I thought that, uh, yeah. you know, the things happened at Alabama, but look what he did after that. And um, had he, I mean, had he had another year, in college, uh, whatever. I, I just wonder how how much uh, higher he would have been drafted anyway, or what his stock would have been. Yeah. So Nick, going back to one of your first points and kind of marrying it up to what you just said there, he's going to get one year, and can he prove enough one way or the other? If he's the actual answer, if the Eagles are not going to be patient about this. And there's some good and there's some bad, but they think the grass is greener. They have a top 10 pick or 
Deshaun Watson becomes available or something of that nature, is even one year enough to barely evaluate a young quarterback in the NFL? No, absolutely not. We, we just saw it with all these other guys. I mean, how many guys like Goff and Wentz and all these guys who have been drafted really high are with other teams right now? When, when you know, teams made commitments to them with second contracts and they still then it didn't pan out for one reason or another. And um, so, no, I, I don't know. Like, if Jalen Hurts has this tremendous year, um, you know, throws for 4,000, 5,000 yards, you know, 30 touchdowns, whatever, few interceptions, uh, is that going to be, you know, enough – for me to say that he's their, their guy for the next 10 years, probably not. Or if he kind of falls flat in his face, I, I don't know about that part of it either. I think it just depends on circumstances. And, it, um, you know, you have to trust your football people to to figure that out. Um, and will that happen? I that, that part, I don't know. I don't know if he'll get that kind of chance. But that's the whole league. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I will say this, Deshaun Watson, you know, He's one guy I would take over Hurts right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's the FU player. That's what I call him, Nick, FU player. So if somebody <laughs> becomes available who's so good, even if you like a kid, and the Eagles like Jalen Hurts, yeah. but if Deshaun Watson is clear and they can get him, he's clear of allegations, he's an FU player. It all changes at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, and I think the Eagles would be willing to, you know, accept any kind of discipline the league kind of lays down as long as they can get the uh, that other part of it where he's, he might not be they don't want him going away to the prison for uh <laughs> but but i yeah. mean if, if they if that part gets settled which it might um they'll they'll accept anything that the league hands down whether it's a half year suspension or whatever or longer um that might even fit into their plan even more because that, that'll even uh, improve their draft stock next year so uh but you know if, if they can if they can get that they'll they'll take that and they'll go forward with, with Deshaun Watson but yeah um I would take him he's young uh, but I, I would not bring a guy like Aaron Rodgers in or you know uh Russell Wilson I mean what are you building with with those guys now I I don't I don't see uh, but but yeah but I, I would I do I would with Deshaun Watson and the, the negative PR, they'll get over that. I mean, they've gotten over that before. They've done it before, yeah. And I take Aaron Rodgers and or Russell Wilson. Uh, the shelf life of the top flight NFL quarterbacks just continues to get extended by Mr. Brady that you can bank on these guys playing longer uh, in their careers. So I, I'd like to have either one of those two guys around for a uh, while. Sorry about that. Well, the thing about Rodgers is he's, he's <clears throat> had some injuries, though. You know, it's not been like Bra Brady's had like that one injury. Like I think back around twelve years ago or so, and that was about it. But Rodgers has been in and out. I, I that's why I, why I wouldn't want Rodgers. Well, he kind of stayed healthy enough to get the MVP last year, but that's yeah, yeah, good. No. I totally won a war <laughs> that he won. Um, yeah. And it, your point about is one year going to be enough to judge Jalen Hurts is very fair and and accurate. Here's where I, I I don't have issue with it. I believe I don't know this. Maybe we get somebody to tell us on the stream if this is the case. Um, I believe the Eagles will give their position uh, to Jalen Hurts well before the season ever starts, that he will full well know what he needs to accomplish if he's going to be the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles going uh, forward. I don't know if they're going to break it down for him in number of touchdown passes and quarterback ranking, but they'll get the message apart. He's a really smart kid. 
So he's going to be able to understand it when they tell him, here's what we're going to need you to do. If you do, you'll be our quarterback. If you don't, Jalen, we're not going to promise anything, and there's a good chance we're going to go in another direction. As long as they're up front with him and they tell him what is expected of him and what's at stake and what they're thinking is as of right now, yeah, life isn't fair. It's probably not fair that they're going to hold him to this one-year tested mode but as long as they tell him what they're doing, I think he's got to be able to step up to the challenge and, and deal with it and just go out and win yourself a job going forward. Yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. And um, and he can handle that, I think. Um, so um, I'm really anxious to see how, how he processes everything, goes through the season, and hopefully stays healthy all the way through and doesn't get interrupted with, with a bunch of, bunch of injuries, which seems to always happen with, with Eagles quarterbacks. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, that that's really going to be the thing, too. If he plays 16 games this year, we might get a pretty good idea of what he is. If he only plays 10, is that a good enough sample size? Yeah. Well, now, now we're back into the projection business. Right. And that's, by the way, that is the business everybody's in, Jody. I mean, it's not about, I always say it, it's not about the rearview mirror. It's about looking out in front of you. It's about what's going to happen. That's why it makes it so difficult and it's very difficult to evaluate NFL players. Now the guys doing that, Nick, uh, we got to talk a bit to the assistant coaches uh, last week, your first impressions of this staff, because it is very young. It's very inexperienced. The guys who do have experience stout being one of them, uh, Tracy Rocker is a little bit older, but he spent most of his career at the college level. Uh, Jamal Singleton uh, has been around the NFL, but mainly as a running backs coach. Do you think Nick Sirianni just turned 40? Happy birthday again, coach. Just turned 40 yesterday. Do you think he's got enough as a sounding board? We look around this league, Sean McVay had Wade Phillips, on and on. Doug Peterson had Jim Swartz. Matt Nagy had Vic Fangio. Why the Eagles didn't bring in a veteran coach as a sounding board for, for Nick Sirianni? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, and they let him pretty much pick his staff, didn't they? From what I understand, they, they really let Doug Peterson pick his staff. As much amazing. As One of the most amazing things. I, I can't figure it out. So, yeah, he's got all these guys. But I, I imagine he'll lean heavily on Stout and, um, you know, I'm not sure about Tracy Rocker. Tracy Rocker is 50-some years old. But, you know, like you said, he, he's only spent, like, I think three years in the NFL before coming here, um, and that was a few years ago. And so, you know, I don't know. Uh, a good question. I really like Jonathan Gannon. Um, you know, I think he's got a, a, a pretty good uh, feel. I, I, you know, what? one thing I noticed about these coaches, they're all still like athletes. You, you know how, yeah, how they run on the move, field? Yeah. You know, they, they, they get out there. They, they might as well, like, uh, be like baseball guys and wear the uniforms and, you know, and just be out there <laughs> and, you know, playing pepper or whatever. But I, I just – I like that part of it. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. And think things start to go sideways. Will they be able to, ha to handle that? that That's really the, the thing. I Yeah, I, I would think you'd need a little bit more experience in there. Um, All right, Nick, I, I want to I wanna jump back into quarterback mode with you. Um Eagles with a big signing this week. Nick Mullins now in <laughs> Eagles QB. And I did double check in uh, 
my my betting outlets, Eagles were six and a half under over for this year. <laughs> it, it, the needle hasn't moved. It hasn't gone to seven or eight with the signing of Nick Mullins. Yeah, I know he's the third string quarterback, and if you get there, it doesn't much matter. But I still don't understand this. How this team, as of right now, doesn't have a developmental quarterback. And my partner keeps trying to tell me, no, no, the starting quarterback is the developmental quarterback. No, if you're the starting quarterback, you're not developmental. You're the starter. If you're the starter, you're not developmental. If you're developmental, you're not the starter. Those two things go hand in hand, at least in this man's mind. How do they not have a developmental quarterback on this team right now? And was Nick Mullins a great signing just in case because he's actually played a bunch of games pretty poorly in the NFL so far? Yeah, I, I'm not so sure that they really need a, a third their third string quarterback to be a developmental guy. I, I think I kind of agree with John. It, it, I, you know, your developmental guy is hurts. But, you know, the bottom line is I, I don't really felt that they they thought Newman was going to be the guy. And I felt like they – that they upgraded with Mullins over Newman. That, that's the bottom line on that, as far as I'm concerned. I think that that was an upgrade there. And, um, you know, uh, maybe, the, maybe the number three quarterback, uh, especially, you know, the way these things have gone, is, is going to be a factor this year because, uh, you know, he's going to be – there's going to be times when, you know – Maybe the, the number one's out. Like I said, we're talking about injuries with, with Hurts. And um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think you necessarily have to have that. And this is all temporary anyway. and Things could change. Um, there's going to be quarterbacks floating around there that they might uh, pick off, that, that, get, uh, that get let go, or that, that might, might be out there. So um, I, I'm not really concerned about that part of it right now. Yeah, and the third, and Nick is coming off elbow surgery as well. Not Nick Piero, Nick Mullins. Yeah. Um, so we got to see if he's healthy come August uh, when he's out there. So number one uh, with Nick Mullins, I I agree with Nick. I don't think third quarterback is that important, uh, but there are a lot of important positions uh, on this particular team, Nick. And we talk about competition. We always got to go back to the one position. That as we stand here today, looks like a glaring weakness, and that's cornerback at, after Darius Slay. Uh, they still haven't done anything. They still haven't bought, brought in a veteran. Veterans elsewhere, a lot of people talked about Bashan Breland and he's out. Uh, Steven Nelson's still out there. Can they go into a season counting on Zach McPherson, a fourth-round pick, or Mike Jaquette developing? Or is that going to be an absolute disaster? Yeah, I, I think they're going to be making some moves, right? I would expect them to be uh, uh, doing some things there, both at that position and safety, um, maybe even linebacker. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think they're really kind of ready. But then again, maybe Zach McPherson is the guy. But, I, you know, I, Avante Maddox didn't really work out last year as an outside corner. And, you know, uh, so they're going to probably move him back in there this year. Maybe he's even a, an option at safety because they're going to need an extra safety because I don't think Roddy McLeod's going to play. So this all kind of plays into it too. I don't think he's going to be ready to play to start the season. Yeah. And so they're going to be short there. I think really short at safety. And, um, you know, it depends on what they play, right? We, I think we kind of all expect uh, JG to kind of play a cover two, cover three a lot. as kind of like they're – and so do they really need big-time cover corners? Probably not. Uh, as long as these guys can understand the zone, but you need great safeties for that. And I, I don't know if you have that 
you know, beyond their stars. And one of the stars is probably going to be out. And so uh, I don't know. Uh, it's it's how that whole back end works. But I imagine I, I'm, I would pretty much guarantee you that they're going to be making moves at corner and at safety to bring in veterans or, you know, guys either via trade or waiver pickups. Um, that what we have on this roster now is, uh, you know, uh, the 53 man roster is going to have a couple of guys on it that are not on it right on the 90 man roster right now. Understood. And uh, a lot of times we talk on the show about the influence of the owner. And we know that Jeff Laurie loves offense. We know that he loves throwing the football that he would call weekly meetings with Doug Peterson to say, why don't we throw the football more than we're throwing the football, even after winning games. I wonder what Jeffrey's opinion is about another team throwing for 400 yards against the Eagles on a given Sunday. <laughs> Does he get the head coach in there and then question what kind of defense he's playing and his inability to stop the pass? Or does he actually question the guy who's putting the roster together? His buddy, his pal, his right-hand man, Howie Roseman, because Howie's the guy who hasn't given that new defensive coordinator much help in the defensive backfield this offseason. How are those meetings going to work in Jeff Laurie's office, do you think, Nick? Yeah, I don't think they're. Uh, he's going to be holding Howie Roseman accountable too much. I mean, that's pretty much been the track record on that. Um, it's like he can do no wrong. So um, I don't know. Uh, I think it's going to be more along the lines of how come, you know, if this opponent threw for 400 yards against us, how come we didn't throw for 500? There yeah, you, go. you know, that's a good point. And to Jody's original question, Nick, does Jeff put two and two together? He's like, I want to throw the football, but he doesn't seem to be concerned that the other team can throw the football against him. It's yeah. only one way. It works both ways. And, and I want to take you down this road because I ask a lot of people this, Nick. And you've been around with me, and we see it every year. When the season ends, Howie Roseman comes up there and says, we got to get younger. We got to get more cost effective. We got to turn this thing over. And then the season goes on. The offseason goes on. And slowly the Eagles start thinking, you know what? Maybe we got a chance. We're in a bad division. The NFC stinks. We're a little bit better than outside people think we are. And all of a sudden the Brian Kerrigan start coming in. You mentioned cover two, cover three. Guess who's out there? Richard Sherman, the cover three cornerback. Did the Eagles go down that rabbit hole again and keep bringing in veteran players? They just want Nick Mullins instead of a Jamie Newman, who's a young, cost-effective guy. They brought in the veteran. Are they going to keep going down this road? Are they going to fall in the rabbit hole again and say, we're a little bit closer than people think? Yeah, that's a good question, and I don't know. I, I, I you know, again – but maybe it comes down to cost too. Um, you know, you mentioned Richard Sherman. How much will it cost to get him in here? I, I, I wouldn't necessarily mind him in here if it, if it doesn't, you know, put them back or mess up their cap. And at this stage, you know, what would he get? And that same way with Steven Nelson too. I mean, he's younger, but still he's, he's veteran. I think he's what, 28, 29. Um, you know, uh, and, and is it worth it to go out and get a guy like that when, you know, you're probably not going to be contending for a year or two. And um, so then, you know, you have to worry about re-signing him. Lots of these guys are in on, on a one-year deal. You know, I but just keeping along those lines, do you have, have you looked at the Eagles uh, 
roster online lately that they that they put out there. They they list all the guys. Three of the they they list three unrestricted free agents, and one of them is Jason Peters, who's still on their website as an unrestricted <laughs> free agent. Just just putting that out there. Coming back, you know the flow chart, Nick. You know the flow chart at the Nova. <laughs> there there we go. Yes. Jason Peters. They list Cravon uh, LeBlanc and Nikel Roby Coleman. Right. Uh, those are three unrestricted free agents that they still list on their roster as of right now. <laughs> okay, that uh, hopefully. I just, I'm just saying that. But yeah, I, you know, I, but again, I don't know that it would be necessarily bad to, to get a guy like Richard Sherman. They got to get, they got to get somebody better in there. You know, uh, yeah. they got to get some, some competent people in a, a cornerback and at safety. Um, because again, I don't know what they have to, to, you can't rely really on anybody. I was just, I'm actually working today. I just posted the story right before we came online, uh, with you guys about my five, my 53 man roster projection, my first one of the year. And boy, I really had a tough time with the safeties, you know. Uh, you don't like Marcus Epps? Come on. Yeah well, yeah, well, I like, you know, I put him on the team because of special teams. But like, what else do they have? Like, I, I mean, uh, you know, uh, that Kayvon Wallace, we don't know about him yet. You know, yeah. they got Anthony Harris, but I, I have Craig James on there because of specialty. I, I, I don't know. What else do, what else do they have? Uh, and, if they, and if one of these guys goes down, you know, like, yeah, that's really going to be a problem, you know? Yeah, if, if, Let, if Anthony Harris goes down, down yeah, it, it would be ugly at the safety I, position. I mean, they, they would just – they used to be able to handle one injury at each position group. That's how they won the, the, the Super Bowl. They had a bunch of injuries that year too, but it was spread out over different position groups. But yeah. in, in recent years, they've been getting hit hard with four and five guys going down. But now they're back to this point where, you know, if one guy goes down, like if Slay goes down or, you know, uh, what are they going to do? You know, um, if if uh, Harris goes down, um, what are they going to do? I, I don't uh, – <laughs> I, I don't know. It's uh, – it's, Fair point. The depth is really it, it, bad yeah. on the defensive side of the football. Nick, I think I inadvertently got an internal email that I wasn't supposed to get uh, from the Eagles that said uh, they're not allowed to remove Jason Peters' name from the roster until <laughs> Mr. Laurie specifically said so. Yeah. So I, apparently he has not sent that memo out. I did get the one about don't you dare take him off the roster, but uh, he is still on there. Um, I'm going to bring up something, Nick. Now, we've been doing Birds 365 for 10 and a half weeks. And it dawned on me last night when I was putting some ideas together for the show that this has not transpired. Would you believe in 10 and a half weeks, neither me or my partner, John McMullen, have issued any kind of thought process or statement or even mentioned the name of Jake Elliott, the leading scorer of the Philadelphia Eagles, as their kicker, has not been broached once this entire 10 and a half week off season that we've been doing here on Birds 365. He had an okay at best, I would even say kind of disappointing year last year. And you we're just talking about depth on the roster and competition. Isn't that the mantra of the head coach competition? There yes, is no, no competition for the no. Eagles kicker spot as of right now. Are the Eagles okay with Jake Elliott as their kicker? It seems like they are, and I'm glad you brought that up because I I really feel like you know not it's not just Jake but all the guys that came before him were actually hurt by not having competition in camp. Um, 
even though they realized that, you know, the team could go out at any time and sign somebody, you know, uh, uh, that they're really competing against guys who are not on the roster. It doesn't matter. Having somebody right there kicking alongside you, that means means a lot. And, um, you know, I I think that it's really kind of hurt him over the years and it, it just like it hurt, hurt kickers before him to, to not ever have more than one kicker in camp. You got 90 roster spots. Do you really have to have uh, every one of them that do you really, can you, yeah, you, you can have two kickers on there. You, you can afford to go yeah. with one less linebacker or something like that. Um, and I, I really believe in that. Um, you, don't, you don't necessarily have to have another long snapper because I think, you know, Lovato's kind of proved himself, but it goes that way with punter too. Now that you have a new guy, uh, Hunter's Aaron. worse. Aaron Sipos has never done it. At least yeah. Jake Elliott's an NFL kicker. And right. Jake, for, for people who don't know Nick, and and Jake is great. Nick said it. Jake's great at everything. He's a great softball player. Mm-hmm. He could even beat Nick Fierro on the golf course. He is a phenomenal golfer. Ping pong, he destroys everybody. Jake Elliott does everything well, as Nick yeah. Sirianni said. Except the occasional 33-yard field. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the most important thing. Thank you very much, (laughs) Mr. McMullen. I give this much care about what Jake (laughs) Elliott can do other than kick the ball through the goalposts. Here's another thing, too, that I I brought up in my story. And and I've I've been trying to get this question in on the coaches, but it's tough because you only get one chance in these Zoom calls. Yeah. Uh, Why don't the Eagles consider hiring a kicking coach? A, A lot of teams are starting to go to this. Um, your kicker is almost always your number one score. You would never go through a season without a quarterback's coach. Your quarterback's your number one position. To me, kicker is almost as important. And, you know, it's not it's not enough to just have a special teams coordinator who times the, the stuff with the stopwatch and does all that stuff and breaks all that metric stuff down. But when you, you get a kicking coach in there that can really help you with mechanics and, and things like that. That could really be helpful. And, and I think the Eagles could – you know, and a lot of teams could really uh, benefit from from having a kicking coach, and I think they should consider Nick, doing. They hired that. A, they hired a kicking coach. They hired uh, Randy Brown's kid. Yeah, the mayor of Martin Marlton, the the Ravens kicking coach. Oh, I didn't. Know, I didn't know that they they hired his kid. I forget his name. So it's Randy Brown's um, son. You know, he's assistant assistant special teams coach, but he's mainly a kicking expert, or okay. supposedly. So well, that, they've they've gone a little bit down that road. Well, that's good. Uh, that 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 should help. I mean, you know, Friday uh, he knows what he's doing. But um, uh, yeah, I, I think every team should do that. Yeah, uh, uh, Nate Kading, I know the former kicker for the Chargers has been a kicking coach. You would think it would be somebody who was in the NFL, though. I mean, Randy's son is very young. There's not a lot of experience there. But they have at least started to go down that route because I agree with you. I mean, you got 150 coaches. Why not have a kicking expert coach? Yeah, that that would be Tyler Brown. Shame on Tyler. me. I I should have known his name too, since he is a former Cherokee uh, standout. Uh, my uh, high school, my daughter's high school, right here in town. Uh, yeah, Randy's son is uh, assistant specialty teams coach but uh i gotta believe he is the kicking instructor so john is exactly right about that but he's got to be close personal friends with jake elliott now since they just pal out together will tyler brown be able to coach since jake elliott is going to beat him like a drum in every single thing in life except for maybe kicking according to nick sirianni 
Yeah. Well, yes, Nick's right. Jake's great at everything. I mean, yeah. everything. It is unbelievable. Hand-eye coordination stuff is, is tremendous. I uh, I think he's a three handicap or two handicap yeah. on the golf course. Oh, he can beat Nick Fierro? That's tough yeah. to believe. All right, yeah. uh, Nick, just one or two more quickies before we let you go. Hold on. Let me see. Oh, Zach Ertz is still here. Zach Ertz <laughs> is supposed to have been gone like two weeks ago, four weeks ago, eight weeks ago, 12 weeks ago. And yet he continues to be property of the Philadelphia Eagles. The uh, tight end coach did specifically mention in your Zoom conference with him that, oh, he's still talking to Zach and they're getting along pretty well. Uh, Howie Roseman is apparently holding out for getting something in return. He might be swimming upstream here and at some point got to realize my evaluation of him isn't the league's evaluation. Is the fallback position he's actually going to stay? Will the Eagles attempt to throw their arms around him and apologize? Maybe ask uh, Jake Elliott to tank against him in a game of golf. I don't know what they can do to make up for with Zach Ertz, but is there any chance of that happening? I don't see it. I mean, do you guys? I, I really don't. I mean, I, th I feel like he's going to be gone one way or another, whether they have to release him or take a conditional draft pick. Uh, uh, but I think that the uh, – uh, the differences uh, uh, can't be mended there. I, I, I just, how do you guys see it? I, I really, I, I would really be surprised if he's on this team. No, I agree. I, I don't think he's going to be here, Nick. I don't think they want to do it to a rookie head coach. Zach's not going to be happy if he's here. Now he's going to be a professional, but why do you want to bring that into your locker room for a rookie head coach that's kind of feeling his way? I don't think it makes uh, sense from either side's perspective. And they brought back Richard Rodgers. So at least they have that safety net of having a, a tight end behind uh, uh, Dallas Goddard, which is, you know, that was another position. Before Richard was back, we were talking about undrafted free agents like Jack Stoll or uh, Tyreek Jackson as a developmental prospect. You were just doing your 53-man roster. Who'd you have on tight ends? Yeah, well, I was considering just uh, having just the two. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't put Ertz on there, um, but uh, but then I at the last minute I decided to add Kroom. But uh, you know, as the third guy. But I don't know that that's a lock. I mean, you know, uh, anything yeah. can happen. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. They might only keep two if, the, if all they have is two. They've done that in the past. Under Andy Reid, they only ever carry two tight ends. I'll go on the carry two. Killed me yeah. in the roster pool the one year because he yeah. only kept two tight ends. So, yeah, I, I, they, they could very well – do that but um you know it just depends on how they want to do run their offense and you know um if they want to be more tight end heavy which they the eagles have been you know let's face it they they needed the, all three tight ends and they especially last year you know when they had to turn to richard rogers who was basically unavailable to them in uh 2018 and 2019 <laughs> because of injuries and yeah. then it turned around where the other two guys got hurt and then they needed him and he was, he was there for them. And so, uh, I, you know, I think they need three, they probably do need three, but uh, is it, is the third one going to be crew? I, I don't know. Um, there's going to be guys out there that that's, that's another position where you, you can see some movement maybe. So, um, and maybe this six foot seven guy, you know, I, I, you know, yeah. he's just a huge, huge, he is unbelievable. On yeah, the field, so, I was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Yeah, he, he looks even bigger on you know in person. Doc uh, Rivers could Jackson, use him so. tonight. He could use Tyreek Jackson tonight. He is long. Yeah, uh, Tyreek Jackson. All right, yeah, so you can go uh, online to the Allentown Morning Call and check out Nick's first foray into the fifty-three man roster. Is your next article the twelve or sixteen man practice squad? Because <laughs> if if you're gonna take poke and hope shots, you might as well go all the way through the practice squad. Yeah, right you know we the, the the beat writers we we have this uh, you know pool yeah. every year. We, we we put in the you know we have the contest, and and I lost on the tiebreaker the one year to Les Bowen a couple of years ago yeah. on the on the practice squad because I wasn't only because you know I wasn't even aware of the the, the rules, and I had one they guy changed on the, the rules so one. much. Yeah, they yeah. changed them so much. So I, I'm up. really, yeah, that, that really, that I'm not getting into the practice squad, man. Uh, you know, and, 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 and after that, that just spoiled my whole thing. I, I don't get in the pool anymore. Well, Doug, Doug screwed me the one year if I only keep in the two tight ends. I'm yeah. like, well, the guy plays 12 personnel. He's got to keep three tight ends. No, he yeah. kept two. I go, yeah. Doug, you screwed me. I was I was this close to being back to back champion, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Two years in a row, and I lost because Doug kept two tight ends. I'm there just you giving have. you guys adva- advice, adva- advance advice. Tyree Jackson practice squad. He wow. will be here. He will be here, but it'll be on the practice squad. He will not make the regular roster. Feel free to use this information as you see fit in any competitions you guys may have. I okay. right, uh, we got to run, Nick. Uh, glad to have you aboard. Uh, hopefully next time uh, you got a golf date and you got to say no, and then we got to work on it uh, to get you up and on the show again. But thanks for hanging with us today. Uh, continue to enjoy your downtime. Great. I enjoyed it, guys. Thanks, Nick. Nick Ferri- uh, Fierro of the Allentown Morning Call here with us on Birds 365. All right. Uh, Randall along there. We'll take a timeout, come back. John and I are going to run through the AFC, our comparison uh, take Jalen Hurts or the present-day quarterback of another starter. We went all the way through the NFC. We agreed on more than I actually thought we were going to. We disagreed on a couple. Uh, AFC, I'm not going to be quite as Jalen-leaning leaning as I was in the NFC. We'll get my partner, Mac Man's picks with that. Coming up next here on Birds 365. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. 
The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. A Bird Street 65 get together here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. The Magamag Guys, John McMullen, Jordan McDonald, hanging with you. Uh, coming up, joining us in ooh, less than 15 minutes now. Uh, Barry Tremel has been covering the Oklahoma Sooners forever. Uh, th- three decades worth of coverage uh, out in Oklahoma. He does it for the Oklahoma these days. He's one of their lead sports columnists, but certainly in that town, that's going to include covering the Sooners. Uh, that'd be a fun time to get him on. Certainly a guy who saw Jalen Hurts up close and personal, the phenomenal year he had in Oklahoma, the relationship between Howie Roseman and Lincoln Riley. we got a couple topics. We can run by Barry Tremel. He's going to join us in less than 15 minutes. I started today's show asking John McMullen how he would fit Jalen Hurts in with comparisons of other quarterbacks in the National Football League right now. The starters and or 
if it looks more like the backup or the just drafted quarterback is going to eventually take over there as the starter, even if not they're they're not the starter on opening day, feel free to use any quarterback on the roster as a choice to measure against Jalen Hurts as to who you would take, contract and all, if a guy is under contract and is going to make X amount of dollars and take up X amount of cap space, you need to factor that in going forward as compared to Jalen Hurts. Um, I actually chose Jalen eight times over the 16 quarterbacks in the NFC. I had seven where I had to say, no, well, I'll take Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, I'll take Aaron Rodgers over Jalen Hurts. I don't think I, I don't think that's any disgrace. And I had one push. I pushed in San Francisco where I understand Trey Lance is the third pick in the draft this past year. But I have my questions because he didn't play at the highest level. Uh, we'll see. He may turn out to be the best quarterback in the NFL at some time during his career, or he may never live up to uh, snuff. So I, I called that one a push. John had Jalen uh, six times, nine times another quarterback. He had one push with Kellen Mond of the Vikings. We did the NFC, John. You ready for the AFC? Let's go. Let's do All it. All right. AFC East. Are we taking Jalen Hurts or uh, – uh, that Allen kid from Baltimore. Yeah, not close. Josh Allen. Yeah, that would be correct. All right. How about Jalen Hurts and his former teammate who once replaced him out there down there in Alabama? By the way, there was a little bit of a scandal yesterday in Miami because Tua was throwing a million interceptions at minicamp practice, which is meaningless, by the way. People get so up that you have no idea what they're trying to accomplish. It's like a pitcher in spring training. Maybe he's working on a pitch. Maybe he's trying to push the football down the field. Completely meaningless. I'm not a big Tua fan, to be honest. Uh, and I kind of want to lean towards Jalen Hurts, but I got to be consistent. Look, he beat him out at Alabama. He's a top five pick. He probably would have been a one or two had he not get injured. I think that injury affected him. I did not like the way he looked last season. But if you, if you force me to pick somebody, I would pick Tua because I think he's got more talent. I am a big Tua fan. Sorry, uh, Mrs. Hertz, if you're listening, uh, I'm taking Tua because I think Tua is going to have a breakout year despite the picks he threw in camp yesterday. All right. Uh, Mac Jones. No, Mac Cam Jones. Newton. I'm going Mac Jones. <sighs> I got to go Mac Jones too because I said I thought he was the third best quarterback in this year's draft. And uh, yes, Zach Wilson was the number two pick in the draft going with the Zach Jets. Wilson. Yeah. I'm going Zach Wilson. So am I, and uh, I will once again apologize as I pick against Jalen. Look, I brought I up Daniel Jeremiah before, Jody. We had, I told you, I did the math. I asked seven different guys, seven different well-known personnel people, some of them on this show, uh, Rick Saratella, your buddy, um, Matt Manicharian, uh, our buddy from uh, Sports Info Solutions, former NFL scout, Blake Bedingfield, we asked on this show, on and on and on. I asked, where is Jalen compared to this quarterback class everybody said all these guys uh obviously lawrence but zach wilson trey lance mac jones um justin fields they're all better so and it's not close so i gotta re i gotta rely on those guys i gotta trust those guys those are my if i'm jeffrey Lurie, those are my football people i gotta trust their evaluations 
That's no, where I am in this. I, I, I like to take in other people's opinions, but I generate some of my own opinions by watching as much college football as I do. So I, I don't take what they say as gospel, but I'd be stupid not to at least incorporate their opinion. They spend that much time looking at it. It can certainly shape my opinion as well, but it does not become my opinion. So I don't agree with all of them. That's why I'll say I'll Jody, see. Jody Sheffrey Laurie. I, I don't meddle. I don't meddle. Yeah, I trust I, my football people. If, if that's the case, I, I just wish that I had Jeffrey Boy's bank account. <laughs> um, all right, let's move uh, to the north. Um, Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts? Not close, Lamar. Yeah, he's kind of got an MVP in his back pocket. Um, Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts? Uh, uh, not close, Joe Burrow. But I will say this, Joe is coming off a really, really significant knee injury, similar to Carson Wentz. It wasn't just the ACL, Jody. There was MCL damage, there was PCL damage. I got a little concerned about his health, but I, you know, I can't predict his health, so I have to go Joe Burrow. As, as do I. All right. Uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger. No, I take Jalen. And and that's crazy because Ben's going to the Hall of Fame first ballot, but this is about long term, and he's on fumes at this point. His better days are behind him. How about this one? Another Oklahoma comparison. We'll get Barry Tremble up here in about seven or eight minutes. Uh, Baker Mayfield. No, I'm or taking Jaylen Baker. Hurt. I'm taking Baker. I'm taking Jalen. Right. I'll take that other Oklahoma quarterback. I think Baker Mayfield had a nice year last year. I think he could actually come back to the pack. He could get even better and become a top 10 quarterback in the league. Or he could regress to the mean, and I'm predicting regression. You know, part of it is coaching as well. I love Kevin Stepanski. He's a Philly guy. I know him. Uh, I think he's going to be a great coach in this league for a long time. So I think Baker Mayfield set up well from a coaching standpoint as well. I'm I'm a Stefanski guy too, but I'm not as married to Baker as some other people are. All right, how about Ryan Tannehill? Or I, I think Ryan Tannehill is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. So I'm oh. going Ryan Tannehill early season. Same with your guy, Jody. Same with Sam Darnold. This is partial. Why I still think Sam Darnold has a chance. Ryan Tannehill exists. As soon as he got away from Adam Gase, all of a sudden, bang. He becomes a really effective quarterback. Although I think Tiny Hill will absolutely put up better numbers because he's got more talent around him. I think Jalen Hurts is just as good a quarterback and isn't making Ooh. 20 Ooh. some odd million dollars Lord, like Ryan Tiny Hill is. I'm taking Jalen Hurts. I know that's a bit of an upset pick, but I'll take it. Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts? Oof, that is that is a tough one. This is no, so it's not. This the is Eagles so made the decision for you. This is Soapy's choice for me. No, the Eagles didn't make the decision. If we're up to the Eagles, Carson Wentz would still be here. Carson Wentz stomped his feet to get the hell out of Philadelphia the, as a petulant child act. So, for that standpoint, now you're talking me into it. I'm going to go Jalen Hurts only yes. because of the off the field stuff. Uh, and I don't like the way Carson Wentz handled uh, the situation. Uh, we agree on all fronts there. Um, Deshaun Watson, like you said, he's an FU player. Sorry about that, Jalen. Yeah. FU, we take Deshaun if he is even capable of playing. Yeah. He's in not in the Texas prison league. Right. Uh, but uh, I've watched some good 
prison slash Texas movies called The Longest Yard. So yeah. maybe not the second longest yard, the original longest yard. I like not them both. The original was like better, but the second one with Sandler oh. was not terrible. It was oh. not terrible. It was Sandler. Sandler's terrible. always good. Uh, and if they got to make The Longest Yard 3, Deshaun Watson can star in it. Um, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. No, not close. Yeah, move along. Uh, that Mahomes guy, I, I'm pretty sure yeah. you've heard of him. I think yeah. most of our listeners have heard of him. Uh, yeah, we're going there. Um, either the Broncos quarterbacks? No, can't stand Drew Locke. I, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, never been the same since the injury, so I'll go Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, right. Um, uh, that Herbert guy from uh, no. just looked pretty good his yeah. first year. I think you got to go there. And here's the other one. Here's my one push in the AFC. Derek, Derek Carr? Carr is a good quarterback. I get it that he's a good quarterback, and he's uh, certainly achieved a lot more than Jalen Hurts has, but he's getting a little bit older. He is on a mega contract. Do I believe there's any more upside to Derek Carr? No, I don't. So just purely on upside and potential, I'm going to call this one a push. I know I should take Derek Carr because Derek Carr has had uh, a more successful career and has put up better numbers and has shown some things that Jalen Hurts hasn't had a chance to show yet. But because of contract status, I'm going to I'm going to call this one a push. Did you take I don't think you took an AFC push. You're taking Derek Carr. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, ta- I'm taking Derek Carr. Derek Carr's a little bit in the same vein of Ryan Tannehill. I think he's underrated, if anything. I don't think he's quite as good as Tannehill, but I think he's a good he's a really good quarterback. He's only 30. Yeah, you got to pay guys on their second contract. When he got that contract, he was the highest paid player in the history of the NFL. Look, now it's almost cost-effective. So, uh, yeah, I still got to take Derek Carr. Now, I'd love to get Derek Carr away from John Gruden, and I I think it's a no-brainer, but you can't do that. Yeah, I think uh, Derek Carr is actually better than Taddy Hill. That's why I had uh, Jalen Hurts over Taddy Hill, but I'll call Derek Carr uh, and Jalen Hurts a push. uh, You don't like Ryan Tannehill, man. No, no, don't. I think that uh, I give credit to the – offensive game plan in Tennessee the last couple of years that when you've got a guy like Derrick Henry that you can turn around and hand the ball off to, it makes your passing game that much more effective. And he's good enough that he can take advantage of that, that most defenses show more respect to Derrick Henry than any other back in the national football league. And that's why I think Julio Jones could have a damn big year in Tennessee this year. And uh, well, he's still got those guys around him, Jody. That's part of it. Yeah, he does, but I'm trying to measure him with what the Eagles would have. That's the way I kind of formulated the question. You're bringing Ryan Tannehill in to replace whoever is the Eagles quarterback, and Jalen Hurts is going to have to play with the players that they have here in Philadelphia. If you put Jalen Hurts on the Tennessee Titans with Julio Jones and Derrick Henry, I think he could throw for 35 touchdowns and 4,000 yards and oh by the way take off and run with the ball every once in a while which would make trying to cover Julio Jones even that much more difficult uh, so I, I thought it'd be a fun little exercise I think we have established I'm we're both Jalen Hurts' fans there are some Jalen Hurts critics out there McDonald and McMullen not nearly as critical as uh, others Chris but Sims the, <laughs> but Chris Sims what he write didn't have him in the top 40 quarterbacks 
in the NFL? Top yeah, 40. Just because he wants through the ball for uh, 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 an NFL team doesn't mean that he knows what he's talking about. How do you do that to the young man? I don't understand. He also had uh, uh, my guy, uh, Justin Fields, as the 28th pick in the first round. Yeah, that's right. When when Jalen Hills is the best quarterback in the NFL, we'll get back to Chris Sims. Uh, but John and I are bigger fans than some others. I'm just a little bigger fan than John. Uh, so uh, we'll get the opinion of our next guest, who I'm going to guess was a pretty big fan of Jalen Hurts because he had a damn good year when he was out there in Oklahoma. Uh, we're going to talk to Barry Trammell from the Oklahoman. Been coming soon as football for a long time. Uh, we'll get him up next here on Birds 365. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods, your vacation your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com.
Thanks for tuning in to Bird 365 here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Welcome back, guys. John McMullen, Jody McDonald with a special guest joining us here. We know the Eagles' upcoming season that will be dictated in a large part by how their starting quarterback plays. So we believe their starting quarterback is going to be Jalen Hurts. Well, a guy who got a chance to see Jalen Hurts at his finest against all apologies to Alabama fans. I think Hurts had his best year as a member of the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, he had a first-hand seat for it. He's been covering the Sooners for decades out there in Oklahoma. Barry Trimal joins us here on uh, Birds 365. Barry, Jody Mack, and John McMullen here. Thanks for hopping on board. You bet. How are you guys doing? Doing well, Barry. Thanks for joining the show. Before we get into the quarterbacks, because we want to delve deep into that with you, because of what what's been going on in Oklahoma. I do want to rewind a little bit because I work at Sports Illustrated. We were the ones who kind of broke the story that others confirmed. Uh, the first call the Eagles made uh, when they moved on from Doug Peterson was the Lincoln Riley out in Oklahoma. Obviously, NFL teams have a big interest in Lincoln. He could probably pick and choose his spot. From your standpoint, where is Lincoln as as a potential future NFL coach? Would he consider it at some point? Uh, and has he considered it from anybody to this point? Well, I mean, I think he can. I think he considers all those calls. Um, uh, I don't have any doubts that he, you know, gave serious thought to the Eagles. Uh, I just think at this time in his life, you know, he's still a young man. He's still in his thirties. I forgot to say. I think he's thirty eight now. Um, he's still a young man, his entire career is in front of him. So, um, he's, he's a very sharp guy. I don't think he's, uh, I don't think he's got the future planned out. I think he makes decisions as they come. And I think right now he's content at Oklahoma, but I don't think that's necessarily a, a 20 year plan. Uh, clearly the NFL, uh, is interested in, in Riley and his offensive acumen. I mean, you know, around around the Big Twelve, we sort of shake our heads. The the Arizona Cardinals hired Cliff Kingsbury for crying out mm-hmm. loud, who was an out of work <laughs> Big Twelve coach. Uh, so uh, clearly, they would want Lincoln Riley. Uh, he would be a. I think he'd be a very uh, good coach. Now, you know, all kinds of good coaches don't win in the National Football League. Uh, there are no Kansases in the in the NFL. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of Kansas cities, so that's a big difference. It's it's harder to win. But he would he would be a very good uh, NFL coach. His his offense is great. His managerial skills are great. His uh, leadership qualities are top notch. So he's he's the total package of the modern NFL coach. You know the Sean McVay types that have sort of really risen to the to the the, the most wanted list uh, in the NFL. Are we potentially looking at one of these good news bad news scenario, scenarios, Barry? In that. I should say if, but for the purpose of this conversation, I'll say when. When the Oklahoma Sooners win a national championship, the head coach doffs his cap and rides off into the sunset and says, yes, now it's next uh, up. Next up is the next challenge. That's taking an NFL team to a championship as well. Could it be that that uh, he'll stick around because he thinks he kind of owes it to all the Sooner fans out there and those who gave him the chance at his biggest head coaching job. After I deliver a championship, then I can go on and take my next challenge. Could that be the way that it plays out? Well, it definitely, it obviously could. Now, there's a couple of things you said in there that are very revealing. One is 
the idea that he owes Oklahoma something. The truth is um, coaches by nature are not a very loyal bunch. Uh, they lead the world in, in breaking contracts uh, much more than players ever thought about doing. Um, but I do think, I do think Lincoln has a sense of loyalty to Oklahoma because they did sort of go out on a limb um, with him. He was a uh, head coach at the age of 34, yeah. which is remarkably young uh, to get a job like Oklahoma for crying out loud. So, uh, you know, it's probably one of the 10 or 12 best football jobs pro and college in, in America to give it to a guy who, you know, two years earlier was was uh, working in Greenville, North Carolina, uh, running the offense at East Carolina University. That was a leap of faith for the Sooners. Now, uh, the more you're around Lincoln Riley, you sort of realize it wasn't that big a leap of faith. He's clearly, you know, the real deal. Most people could see it, and Oklahoma did. And OU has a strong history, not just strong, has a has a uh, you know an 80-year history of hiring. Uh, assistant coaches and, and giving them the head coaching job with the belief they will succeed. It's the Oklahoma way always has been um, and almost always succeeds. So there were reasons for that to happen, but I do think he appreciates that the, the opportunity he was given at such a young age. Um, I also think though, that there is uh, an innate uh, belief in most coaches that they want to see how they can do at the other level. Uh, we're seeing it with Urban Meyer now down in Jacksonville. We saw it with uh, we saw it with um, uh, uh, Nick Saban for crying out loud. I mean, he, yeah. he tried it, didn't like it, got the heck out of Dodge very quickly. But most of these people uh, on that on that level of coaching have a sort of desired it to to try it out, and that probably exists in Lincoln Riley. Conversely, though, uh, there are some differences in college and NFL coaching, and one of those is job security, um, you know, and, and if, if you're Lincoln Riley and get a, co- a call from the Eagles, a very solid organization, uh, you know, long history of good culture, long history of winning on a, on a regular basis. Uh, not, you know, it's not the crazy Raiders. It's, you know, it's not a, it's not an inept organization like the Jaguars. I mean, it's a solid football machine. And yet Doug Peterson wins a Super Bowl, and two years later, or maybe it's three, I can't remember the timeline, but he's out on the street. Yeah, and yeah. if you're if you're Lincoln Riley, you think I'd have to make a long list of, of bad things happening before Oklahoma would want to get rid of me. So it's almost <laughs> job for life if you're Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. It's a place you can keep winning year after year. So there's a lot of things on the college level at a job like that that makes you say, I got it pretty good here. Yeah. You mentioned that history at Oklahoma, which is unbelievable. And they've had a lot of great quarterbacks. We had Sam Bradford for a couple of years here, former number one overall pick. But recently, Barry, I mean, it has been unbelievable. You From Lincoln's start, Baker Mayfield, number one overall, Kyler Murray in the number one overall in the Jalen Hurts, who's second in the Heisman voting. Now you have Spencer Rattler, who's going to be a top five pick. We don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to guarantee he's going to be a top five pick. What is it about this guy in quarterbacks that he's able to do? And maybe these are not the typical skill sets, traits from a not skill set standpoint, from trait standpoint. Baker's not big. Kyler's not big. Jalen's not big. What is it about him and his offense that makes quarterbacks develop at that level? 
Well, there's a couple things. One, he's just a brilliant offensive mind. I mean, he does things, and you know, me talking about intricate offense would be like me talking about, you know, thoracic surgery. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on on a football field. I don't know how they. I I only know when things do work. I don't know why they work. No. But Lincoln's one of those guys that knows how to make defenses do things you want them to do, and then and then attacks the weakness and those kinds of things in terms of formations and and motion and and, uh, you know, rhythm and all those things. So he just got that – he's got that offensive knack that some people have. Uh, most coaches have it on some level. He's got it at a very high level. He's also an outstanding communicator. Um, you know, he coaches the quarterbacks at Oklahoma. So he's with those guys every day, and, and he clearly knows how to teach them and lead them and, and get them to do what he wants them to do. And he's uh, he's superb at uh, at identifying your – strengths uh you mentioned that these different guys uh they're not big guys but they're all different i mean the idea that when baker mayfield transferred to oklahoma in uh, january of 2014 the idea that someday he was going to be the overall number one draft pick in the in, in the nfl and then become a cleveland brown folk hero as the as the guy who leads this team out of the wilderness there's nobody believing that i mean this is the guy that was you know, not even offered a scholarship to Texas mm-hmm. Tech coming. When when he came to Oklahoma, he basically came to Oklahoma unrecruited. Bob Stoops introduced himself to Baker Mayfield after Baker was already enrolled at OU. So it was a it's just sort of a, a kooky uh, a, a series of events, and yet they turned that guy into, you know, what we see with the Cleveland Browns. Um, you get to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was has been voted by reputable sources the greatest high school football player in the state of Texas history. So the total package, except he's five foot nine and three quarters. And you know, nobody believes a five foot nine quarterback is going to succeed at a high level. They figured out how to not just make it work, but make it work great. And now he's, you know, got a bright future with the Cardinals. And then Jalen Hurts, basically a fullback playing quarterback. And they figure out how to make that work. So the the most impressive thing is how they've been able to make all these different quarterbacks who are not the total package. I mean, if Kyler Murray was six foot three, he'd be John Elway is basically what we're talking about. But he's not. Jalen Hurts doesn't have the kind of NFL uh, arm and accuracy that typically goes with success. Baker Mayfield is – you know, about three quarters, uh, three quarters uh, ruffian. He's, uh, <laughs> you know, he, if, if you looked at his personality, you say that guy needs to play linebacker, not quarterback. And yet they make it work. And that's what sort of seems to be the secret for Lincoln is that he can take all different kinds of quarterbacks and, and make it work. All right, along those lines, and that story you told us about Baker coming in unrecruited and just showing up and then winning the job and becoming what he's become was great. Uh, The other two guys also transfers in that started their college career elsewhere and ended it quite successfully, thank you very much, in Oklahoma. Uh, You said you don't quite know the secret sauce as to how Lincoln Riley does it with the performance on the field, and he doesn't share that with you or anybody else except his quarterbacks. Has anyone told you, is there someone else there that is on the lookout for other guys at other universities? Because the easiest way to do it is what they're trying to do now with Spencer Rattler. Get a kid out of high school, bring him in, 
teach them to program progress, 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 and become the finished product. Their three previous ones all came from somewhere else and jumped into the program in midstream and had the kind of success they have. Is there someone either on that coaching staff behind the scenes who's giving uh, Coach Riley a little whisper in his ear that, hey, Coach, if we could get our hands on this guy, you get your hands on this guy. We can make ourselves another Heisman Trophy candidate here. Is there a guy you can be sharing that credit with uh, in Oklahoma? There is now, and there is everywhere else with the NCAA transfer portal. Um, You know, every every big-time program has maybe more than one uh, staff member assigned full-time to just checking out that portal and saying, hey, this guy – is uh is uh, throwing his name in the hat let's let's uh look at him and let's check him out um but when baker came when kyler came there was no transfer portal um you just sort of a word of mouth thing um so it, it, it kyler was different than uh than baker in that everybody knew how good kyler murray was everybody wanted him the first time out when he transferred from Texas A&M, everybody thought we could, what if we could get Kyler Murray? So it, that's almost like a, a re-recruiting. And it's similar to what we see now with the portal where uh, a good chunk of your recruiting efforts now go to recruiting uh, players who, um, you know, who have, who declared to transfer. And Jalen was that way. Now I can't remember the timeline on whether there was actually an NCAA portal, but it doesn't matter. Jalen was a graduate. Um, yeah. transfer so he was eligible to play immediately so the portal the the mechanism doesn't really matter when Jalen Hurt says you know I love Alabama but I'm leaving everybody gets interested and um, you know looking back it was clear that there were two or three places that would be ideal for Jalen Hurts to go uh, you know when I, when I looked at Jalen Hurts at Alabama and I thought where could this guy you know it's pretty clear with the two uh uh, explosion that Jalen was probably going to need to transfer t- in order to play. And I remember thinking, you know, in our part of the country, I thought Jalen Hurts is the perfect Kansas State quarterback uh, because K-State runs their quarterback a bunch. They have under Bill Snyder. They've done it. They did it for years. Uh, successful program didn't always win at the highest level, but always competitive and uh, would upset teams and won a couple of Big 12 titles. And so a really good program. I thought that would be perfect for Jalen Hurts. What I didn't factor in was Jalen Hurts is accustomed to winning at a big-time level. And I think not just – I don't think Jalen Hurts thought, you know what, I want to get to the NFL, so uh, I'm going to go someplace that's going to do the best for me. I don't think that was his only mindset. I think he wanted to win uh, at a big level. And so – I think he put his sights higher than Kansas State. And when you do that, all of a sudden the, the options are limited. What I didn't know was that Jalen could throw as well as he as he uh, did or could. And, um, you know, the first time, the first game we saw him was Houston, the 2019 season opener on a Sunday night. Oklahoma played a rare Sunday night game. And I forgot what Jalen, I think Jalen – did something like complete his first 14 passes or went 19 of 21 or something kooky on his statistics. And I thought, Hey, this guy throws way better than I thought. <laughs> now he's still not, 
he's still not, you know, the uh, you know a rifleman back there. He's still not one of those one of those guys. You know, Sam Bradford could throw the ball anywhere he wanted to. Yes, he could. Uh, you know that <laughs> he was un, he was unbelievably accurate, but uh, that's not Jalen. But he got the job done through the air. And when I saw how good he was that first night, I thought, well, this guy's he's the total package, and Lincoln's going to be able to work with him. And clearly, Jalen was interested in two things: one, winning at a high level, but also being developed, and and he found that in Lincoln Riley. So in terms of looking for quarterbacks, the Sooners are always on the lookout. They've been great with the transfers, but they've also now for two straight years, they've gotten away from that. Spencer Rattler is a home, I mean, is is a high school recruit. They signed the number one quarterback in America a year ago, Caleb Williams, who's now the OU backup as a true freshman. He looked fantastic in the spring game. So I think I think Lincoln's philosophy is let's just get him wherever we can, whether it's free agency or whether it's or whether it's the draft. You know, that's basically what we've got is we now have a, in college football we have an NFL style. You can you can draft quarterbacks, <clears throat> find them as high school kids, or you can go to the transfer portal, <laughs> find them as free agents. Two different ways. The only that's thing we don't have, <laughs> only thing we don't have is trades. When we figure out the trade mechanism, yeah. we'll have it set. That's that, funny. That's good intel, Barry, because now we know who's going to be in the mix with the Clemson kid to be number one overall in a couple years. So, Caleb yeah, there you Williams. go. Um, I do want to kind of uh, hunker down on Jalen Hurts here because it, you, you've been around guys who turned out to be the number one overall pick, and Spencer's going to be somewhere in that range uh, versus Jalen, who was a second-round pick. Um it's kind of the opposite. We know we've gotten to know Jalen here. He's got all the intangibles. We know the leadership. Guys gravitate towards him. He's got the work ethic. The only thing we're concerned about is kind of what you alluded to. Does he have that high NFL level skill set? Can he throw the football consistently? You mentioned he's a fullback playing quarterback. He was a power lifter. He's incredibly powerful. Do, do you think he's got the top-tier NFL skill set, or is that the biggest concern moving forward? Oh, I think it is the biggest concern. And this this rests on the Eagle coaching staff. And, you know, maybe it's a one-year experiment. Clearly, it, from, from here in Oklahoma, looking up at the Eagles, it looks like that's what 2021 is about, is let's figure out if this guy can be our quarterback or not. Um you can't turn him into a classic NFL quarterback. I don't think ever. I don't think that's going to happen. If you want to win with Jalen Hurts, you're going to have to run him and, uh, you know, and, and do the throwing. Now, the question is, can he hold up? Even the toughest guys in the NFL, it's a brutal league. I mean, guys get beat up um, and playing quarterback, you know, I don't know. But if you're willing to try it, I mean, I think it can be successful because, you know, a running quarterback is what keeps defensive coordinators up at night. And, um, you know, the, all of a sudden, you you know, forever you've been playing 11 on 10 um, if you're a defensive coordinator. And when quarterbacks run, all of a sudden it's 11 on 11 and the whole landscape changes. So we saw that Jalen's running ability just in, you know, sort of the emergency mode that he took over in. Uh, I guess it was November, maybe it was early December, whenever, with the Eagles, that 
you know, he could be effective. Now, he's going to have to throw better. Um, you know, was it 52% or maybe it's below yeah. 50? I can't remember his completion percentage. Yeah. Got to get better. You got to get up close to 60 to, to survive. But I think he's capable of that. And if you tailor an offense around him, uh, I think it can work. What I what impressed me about Jalen was, um, you know, his deep, accu- deep ball accuracy is not bad. You know, the 25-yard out patterns where you're throwing it, you know, four inches beyond the cornerback's fingertips, that's probably not Jalen Hurts are ever going to be. And if that's what your offense is predicated on, uh, you're probably in trouble. Well, then I have to make sure that's not the offense it's predicated on. All right, Barry, last thing. Um, and we are looking down the road a little bit. I happen to be a big Jalen fan. Jonathan's a pretty big Jalen fan. We hope he has a great year and the Eagles commit to him and say, you're our quarterback going forward. But if he doesn't, then the Eagles have put themselves in a position where they can go in another direction. They've got a lot of draft capital. they got uh, potentially three first-round picks this upcoming year. They can either draft a quarterback or use those picks to try and trade for an established quarterback. If they're actually going to use them or have to use them to move up in a draft, and Spencer Rattler is the guy that they're targeting. Give us what he brings to the table. We've seen Baker Mayfield. Then we saw Murray. And we've now seen Jalen Hurts. And we'll have a full year of up-close-and-personal Jalen Hurts evaluation. Give us the Spencer outlook. Is he going to be able to play to the level where he's going to be the first or second pick in the draft? What does he do better or not as good as his predecessors there in Oklahoma Give us your best Spencer Rattler uh, scouting report. Well, Spencer Rattler is an interesting case because um, for five straight years, Oklahoma had a quarterback who finished in the top uh, four of the Heisman Trophy voting. Uh, Baker Mayfield went fourth, third, first. Then Murray was first, and then Jalen was second. That's five straight years of top flight quarterbacking. Um Jalen had played three years at Alabama. Uh, Murray had played one year at A&M and then backing up Baker for two years at Oklahoma. Baker had played a year at Tech. So even, even his first year at Oklahoma, he was a, uh, you know, a, a Big 12 seasoned quarterback. Here comes Rattler, had never played college football before last season. Plus, you got the pandemic, which was made everything screwy. The whole dang season was sort of a, uh, a mess. And um, neither Lincoln Riley nor us were sort of accustomed to inexperienced uh, Oklahoma quarterback. Been a long time. He started out a little rough. He threw some interceptions. Um, he actually got pulled for two series against Texas, which is – you know, the the, uh, the holy war of Oklahoma football. And um, he, he, he wasn't fabulous first half of the season, but he was fabulous the second half of the season. And we saw, you know, massive improvement. And by the season's end, he was clearly a star, if a star in the making, if not already a star. He's sort of a hybrid of Oklahoma quarterbacks. He's not as um, he's not as elusive or as fast as Kyler Murray. He's not that guy. He's not going to win, win any wind sprint race, <clears throat> but he's a pretty good. He's pretty mobile. He's uh, a much more accomplished passer than say Baker Mayfield in terms of arm strength. Um, 
not quite as accurate as Baker. Baker is very accurate. So he's 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 sort of a more of a traditional quarterback. You know, Oklahoma's been winning with non-traditional quarterbacks is the truth. Spencer's sort of more traditional, just a really good quarterback. He can move pretty well. He can throw really well. He's accurate. He makes good decisions, or at least did, you know, the longer he played. So, you know, lots of questions about Oklahoma quarterbacks coming out of the draft. Could Jalen throw? Was Kyler big enough? Was Baker Mayfield a product of the system? Those kinds of things. Nobody's going to think that about Spencer Rattler. Mm. He's going to be a traditional high-level quarterback, or this guy's, you know, got everything. Just how good is he? So uh, I agree with you. I think he'll be a top-10 pick. That probably means he's going to be a top five pick because yeah. quarterbacks never drop. They always rise. They always yeah. – you know, so yeah. if he's already top ten, he's probably moving towards the top. People like the North Carolina kid, uh, Howell, yeah. uh, as a potential uh, high pick too. Yeah. But he's probably one of the top two quarterbacks going to be in the draft next season. So um, he's clearly the total package. Does that mean he makes it? I don't know. Sam Darnold hadn't made it yet. Uh, sometimes they make it. Sometimes they don't. But he is uh, he's he's the real deal. And, you know, we're accustomed to big time quarterbacking in this league. Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, we saw him for three years at Tech and uh, he was great. And I never could understand why why people weren't picking him. Kansas City moved up to get him at 10, I think, or maybe 11. They could have called me. I said, hey, take Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I've seen him do a lot of magical things. Rattler is not as Patrick Mahomes, at least not yet. But he's a traditional, fabulous prospect at quarterback. Hey, Barry, real quick, because you mentioned it before, and he's still a legend in NFL circles, and Eagles fans do not believe this. When it comes to accuracy, Sam Bradford is unbelievable from an arm talent standpoint. Was unbelievable. Any stories about that from your Oklahoma days? Because I don't think Eagles fans realize just how good it was. Yeah, as Sam, what what I loved about Sam is, you know, he was he was not highly recruited at all. I mean, he was he was sort of a local recruit. He's from uh, Oklahoma City. Was not on anybody's big time list. Oklahoma offered him early, and people think, oh, that's nice. Oh, he's going to try out a local quarterback, but no fanfare, no anything. Um, he was just a great athlete. You know, he played ice hockey as a teenager. Yeah. Was a fabulous basketball player in high school, which you can see, you know, six foot six and skilled. You can get a lot done in high school basketball doing that. So just a great athlete um, and also played quarterback. And Bob Stoops signed him and and you thought, well, it's good. Maybe someday he'll be the quarterback. And, um, you know, the uh, let's see, he would have been in the uh, 06 signing class, redshirted in 06. Uh, and then the job comes open in, in 07. In the spring game of 07, uh, there was a three, three-man three jo- battle for the job. And in that spring game of 07, uh, I'm sitting out there watching. And, you know, Bradford's not – when I say great athlete, I don't mean he runs around, you know, like Patrick Mahomes or Kyler Murray or somebody. He's just, you know, sort of eye-hand coordination, those kinds of things. Just a great athlete, good at anything he does. And one of the dudes, uh, name was Keith Nickel, ended up a wide receiver for Michigan State. He was one of the quarterbacks in that derby, and he was really running around and doing all kinds of great things, scrambling, and, and people were all fired up about him. But I was watching Sam Bradford, 
every pass he threw was just on target. Now, sometimes a guy was in the way, knocked it down or something, but he threw no balls that weren't catchable. Every pass was catchable. And I came away and uh, I asked one of the OU uh, support people in the administration. We were talking. I said, man, I thought Bradford was looking good. He said, hey, Bradford's the quarterback. Everybody knows that. Um, they didn't announce it. Stoops would wait till August, keep everybody interested. But he, OU knew they had something special, and nobody saw it coming because just a lightly recruited kid from Oklahoma City. And in, o, in 07, uh, he has uh, a really good year as a redshirt freshman. In 08, they have, you know, at the time, the greatest offense ever. They score 60 points, five straight games, I think, and Bradford just throws it all over the place. So uh, Bradford's, uh, he got hurt. He got in a bad, got drafted into a not great situation with the Rams. Then he gets hurt, and he gets repeatedly hurt. His career didn't go the way you would want it to. But in terms of if you need somebody to pick up a ball, you know, don't don't go to a carnival. Uh, don't, don't let Bradford into a carnival because he'll wipe out the Kearneys. Uh, he'll grab a football, you know, throw anywhere you want the football thrown, he'll throw it, and he'll have all the big ducks and, and, and stuffed rabbits uh, take home with him because he could deliver that ball. Very great stuff. You delivered a big time for us today, giving us uh, back information on the former Oklahoma quarterbacks and a very good scouting report about Spencer Rattler. Chances are that's why we're going to reach out again, uh, because depending on how the Eagles season goes or the Oklahoma season goes, yes, Philadelphia may be looking to Oklahoma for its next quarterback again. Thanks for giving us some fun stories and insight today. Uh, we'll certainly get back to you. Enjoy your summer, buddy. You bet. That is uh, Barry Tremel from the Oklahoma and only been covering Oklahoma Sooner football for 30 years. So uh, we thought he could share a little info and insight with us, and he did just that. All right, Johnny Mac, Jody Mac, the Mac and Mac guys, coming right back here to put a bow on the show on Birds 365. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. 
IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. All right, the clock says we're running out of time. Another episode here of Birds 365 which I am proud again today of today's show because we're not high on the pretension scale. Um, Johnny Mac, Jody Mac in okay golf shirts, not going to be wearing anything fancy, not going to wear a T-shirt with a message on it like Aaron Rodgers did yesterday. I'm offended. <laughs> no, you're not going to get that here on Birds 365. Shoot, Barry Tremble looked like he hadn't combed his hair in about a week. Uh, so <laughs> you're just going to get a bunch of guys sitting around talking football. That's what we do on a day-in, day-out basis, and we're hoping that you're enjoying it. Uh, Johnny Mac, what do you think we'll talk about tomorrow? Uh, so was something, Jody, but I love the stories from Barry. I love them. I love the Sam Bradford story. I say people all the time, they don't understand. When I say legend in this league, he is a legend. People don't understand his accuracy, his ability to deliver the football. Offensive coordinators swoon over it, and people don't believe me. It is Gil Brandt said it was the best pro day he ever saw. Nobody could deliver the football more accurately than Sam Bradford. And nobody believes it for some reason because he wasn't successful. A couple of things about Sam Bradford that worked against him. Um, He was the last of the big contract. Oh, yeah. Last big bonus, baby. The next year, the year after Sammy was drafted, they said, we need to stop this. We can't be paying these guys if they turn out to be busts and we're paying them that many millions of dollars. We got to come together. So the ownership did and the union folded and they were able to get that through so they could slot the Well, that was more the veteran players. The veteran players didn't like that the younger right. players. They sold the younger players yeah. down the road. Exactly. And shame on those had nothing to guys. do with Sam Bradford. But Sammy got all of his and the bag of chips oh, before yeah. they changed the rules. So that worked against him, number one. Number two, as Barry pointed out, uh, just – he had some bad luck with some injuries. Yeah. So he was never capable of becoming the quarterback in the NFL that everyone projected him when he was coming out of college. And here in Philadelphia, he gets traded for Nick Foles, who comes back to be a folk hero after the fact, 
but I don't know that everybody liked that trade and thought Chip Kelly was making a mistake. But then he almost redeemed himself because going out of town, they got a first-round draft pick for him when no one thought they could get a first-round draft pick. First, they couldn't understand how much they were paying to get Nick Foles, but then they couldn't understand how much they were actually getting for Sam Bradford when he got out of town. You know, and we got to go, Jody. But the 27 – this this is a summation of Sam Bradford's career. In the 2017 season – so it was the, the, the Eagles Super Bowl season. They beat the Vikings in the championship game. Sam Bradford was the starter in Minnesota. He had the best game of his career week one. Unbelievable. Watch it on film. Get it on YouTube. Watch the throws. It was unbelievable. It's about 300 yards, four touchdowns, whatever. Comes out of the game. It's Wednesday. Can't play. Hurt his knee. Nobody knew it. Nobody. He played the entire game. He's, he's done. Case Keenum comes in. Vikings make a run anyway, loose to the Eagles. That sums up Sam Bradford. Just couldn't stay healthy. Somebody, but boy, he could throw the football, man. Somebody's got to get a picture of Sam Bradford on the Vikings sideline of that NFC championship game just to be able to judge the look on his face as the Eagles are beating down the uh, Vikings. That would make for a good story. Well, we had a couple of good stories today. We thank Barry Tremel and uh, Nick Fierro for contributing to them. Partner, I'm going to be back here in 22 hours. How about you? I'm going to be here. Hopefully the Sixers win. Can we talk about that? Karasi not listening? We can talk about it tomorrow after they win. That's the uh, cross your fingers type stuff. All right. All right uh, John and I will be back tomorrow. Enjoy. Best of luck to the Sixers tonight. Enjoy the game. We'll find something to talk about as far as the birds go tomorrow right here on Birds 365. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.